Thank you. Right. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Stat 2? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and they be slow! Wow! A second Super Saiyan? Second in order, perhaps, but by no means in stature. Your fight is with me now. I'll have my revenge and Deathstalker, too. Man, I can't fucking believe this. Another basement, another elevator. How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Oh, please, please. By definition alone, there are fewer films. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the most notoriously offensive podcast um, within the Twitter film Twitter world. Um, this is your host, Chris. Um, and you're listening to Inside the Sequel. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. If you listened to us last time where we talked uh, with Doug McCambridge about uh, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Then you're probably back to hear more egregious things. And we are going to with today's episode on 2016's Neighbors 2. We sold our house! No, don't no, get no. too psyched because you haven't sold it yet. It was a 30-day period where if everything goes well, you close. What the hell is going on over there? Hi, we're your neighbors. Welcome to Capanoo. Is that a Greek restaurant? Oh, it's our sorority. What are we gonna do? Maybe it's not that bad. Girls are usually quiet. Where am I? No! Oh no, I killed a girl. The pig killers, Capanoo! The new buyers are not gonna want to live next to a sorority. We need help. Let's shut this party down. For my theme song, Mark. my leather black jeans song. Good disguises, everyone. You look like a psychopath. People love clowns. Hi! <laughs> stop doing that. Captain New will defeat you! Yo, why isn't there a butter wrapper? Oh, that's a good one! It's a little hard to call the cops without a thong. Give us that back! No! It's called a cord, dumbass! Damn old people zone! <laughs> Those girls are out of control. Get away from me! Stop it! Where's our car? Now, Neighbors 2 is a movie um, that takes place uh, in the modern day, and it's about a fraternity terrorizing um, some uh, 30-year-olds, I would say. And I figured... Uh, this would be a great sequel to talk about because I have friends who kind of resemble all of these characters for the most part, including myself. I, I kind of know which character I resemble. So I brought in my boy from the Cobwebs podcast, uh, Daniel Epler, and I brought his wife as well, Stephanie Epler. How are you two doing? Hey, man. Uh, I'm doing really good. I'm excited to be on Inside the Sequel doing what I do best, which is stopping young people from having fun. <laughs> And this is where I do my Zach, uh, my uh, Seth uh, Rogen laugh. The <laughs> and I brought also, this is just to get Mitch's, um, get him solid as a brick down there. I brought my boy <laughs> Seth Garrett again uh, to join us as well. So we have four people on this chat today. Hi, Mitch. Love you. Never met you, but I love you. We would plug things Seth's a part of, but he just really is just the boy that uh, is guests on our podcast. So that's about right. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you all for coming um, and, and agreeing to be on this with me. I'm, I'm really excited uh, to talk about this movie because I really like it a lot. Um, and like I said, it, it reminds me of a lot about you all. Steph, Daniel, no offense, but you really remind me of Rose Byrne and uh, Seth Rogen in this movie. Um, oh no. <laughs> it's the chemistry. It's the chemistry. It's the... It's the 
just being more mature than the other people around you. I'm sure you probably look at me as like their oh. idiot friend <laughs> a lot of times. And I kind of saw that through and now I've decided to turn a new leaf and be more mature. And then Seth, I mean, you kind of look like Zac Afron a little bit. So. Oh, thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the most gorgeous man yeah. alive. <laughs> Seth, I'll be honest. Uh, you look nothing like Seth, Zac Efron to me. You kind of look like Scott Adkins to me, though. I'll take that, too. I see that. <laughs> That's awesome. Much more so. Um, thanks, guys. This is this is nice. I like being a guest. um and i am just i'm really excited for this one because just you know talking about college life with all of you i went to college with steph and daniel i was daniel's roommate and um, i was one of um the people steph raised through college because lord knows i was lost um and then seth somehow got into our college at one point for a night broke in yeah i don't don't know how that happened daniel left the door open and i snuck in and i pledged (laughs) allegiance <laughs> yeah and daniel and i were a part of a fraternity and i think steph weren't you like an honorary fraternity member it felt like you were at the house more often than some people <laughs> nothing official but uh <laughs> i was definitely there a lot i always liked the neighbor one movie i i wanted to do neighbors too so i have an excuse to to rewatch it because well the first time i watched it i didn't care too much for it um but now rewatching it i was totally all about it and i wanted you all to see it so um it's directed uh, by Jack, I, how do you pronounce his last name? Jack Scholler, I believe, is his name. Wait, wait, what? The di- You're saying Neighbors 2 is directed by Jack Scholler? Jack Scholler. Oh, no, Nicholas Stoller. Or Nicholas Stoller. Why uh, did I say Jack? Jack Scholler directed Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Th- there, and, oh, and, uh, which alone. is your favorite horror movie, pretty much. <laughs> oh, he's doing, he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing Alone in the Dark. Oh, he did Alone in the Dark, that new movie that's coming out. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's good. He did the hidden. He did shakedown. I, I think he did. Sh- no, that's never mind. He did not do shakedown, but he did the hit. My movie knowledge only extends to boutique label releases, but Nicholas Stoller, he was, he had directed forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I think both of you really like Daniel and Steph, right? Yeah. I mean, just speaking for myself, I'll turn it over to Stephanie in just a second, but uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall for me is one of the best movies of the two thousands. I mean, I know it's a silly comedy and like silly comedies don't get respect, but I think it's a, for what it is, it's a five out of five. It has a Muppets musical. And it's just such a comfort movie. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, it has a Dracula musical. Dracula musical. Yeah. Yeah. Which obviously speaks to me. And I think you like it too. Don't you Steph? Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it in forever and I don't, feel the need to talk about my opinion on it but i just know that's like maybe his most famous movie besides the neighbor movies for me as far as i'm concerned i'm not sure is that slander well he also directed nightmare on elm street too that's pretty (laughs) famous he also directed storks i love you brother it's like we're best friends that live together mom dad i've decided i want a baby brother Dear Stork Delivery Service, our son really deserves a baby brother. P.S. He has to have ninja skills. Ah, yeah. He did. I remember seeing so many trailers for Storks every time I went to the movie theater, and then it just never came out in theaters, and it showed up at Family Video while I worked there, and I was like, (laughs) oh, they just dumped it on DVD after all. Okay. I associate that movie with that abominable snowman movie that I think never came out, but they had so many trailers for it. 
I think that was the same deal. Like it just ended up, and this was like pre-pandemic. Now everything gets trailers, but then gets dumped onto <laughs> streaming or whatever. But this yep. was before that. It was, yeah. yeah. Neighbors too. okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say Storks is the movie that kind of explained to me how child bearing comes to be. Being with child. Yeah. And it has that one Dove logo on the case when you buy it, which is like certified gold. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we're talking about Neighbors 2. Um, Daniel and Steph, did you two watch this together or did one of you already see it? And I, I'm i curious, like, because you, when did you watch Neighbors for the first time and when did you watch Neighbors 2? Because I was like the most worried that you wouldn't like it and you thought it'd be kind of like one of those comedies that's just not for you. But then I started realizing, well, this is coming out the same time around like Judd Apatow movies were on the height. And then you also had things like um, uh, like Game Night, which I haven't seen, but I know you two really oh, like. Oh, yeah. And, and same thing with 21 and 22 Jump Street. Like, it just felt weird. Like, this bunch of, like, comedies were coming out all around the same time. And I just never knew if anybody liked Neighbors or, like, Neighbors was just on the coattails of that. Yeah, I think I watched the first Neighbors before I actually met any of you guys, like my freshman year of college, I, I think. Um, and I remember thinking it was really dumb, and that's about all I thought about it. But then when we rewatched it, like a couple of months ago, we watched both of them together, and I loved them both. So I don't know what 18-year-old me was thinking, but they're pretty good movies. I think I kind of have a similar experience. Around the time Neighbors came out, uh, which I'm pretty sure was 2014, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't go see it in theaters, but I rented it not long after it came out on DVD. And, um, and I watched about half of it and I bailed on it and I can tell you exactly when I bailed. And, uh, and, and like, I'm not, I'm not a prude with gross out humor or sexual humor. I guess I was just not in the mood that day, but um, it was when they were making casts of their dicks (laughs) to sell dildos. And I was just like, I don't need this right now. And I bailed on it. And I did not watch it. I did not finally see the entire thing uh, until you pitched doing a Neighbors 2 podcast to me. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But okay. I I do tend to like a lot of modern comedies. I probably like a lot of a lot more modern comedies than most like film fans do. Um, so I gave it a chance. And I, I really like the first Neighbors a lot. I, I don't completely love it. It's not one of my favorites from the 2010s. Mm-hmm. But... But I thought it was actually pretty fun. And uh, the dick cast didn't put me off so much this time. I was okay with them. I'm okay with dick casting now. Quote it. <laughs> what about you, Buck? What about you, Bucko? When did you first see Neighbors? Uh, mine is much less interesting. So when, when the first one came out, I, I think I watched a little bit of it. I, I don't know if it was, my brother was watching it or my parents. And I, I, like Daniel said, I wasn't really on board um, I think at the time I was like, oh, it's a frat comedy. I don't like frat comedies. I don't relate to frat comedies. Um, I don't think I was as much of a, a Seth Rogen or Zac Efron stand at the time either. So fast forward like three weeks ago, I just watched the first Neighbors just to do it. It sounded like fun. And I was like, holy crap, this is fun. Like Daniel said, I don't like it as much as the second one. I won't get into it too much, but I do like the second one more. I think Zac Efron shines so much in it. And I'm a, I'm a little obsessed with Zac Efron now. So, uh. and fun fact, my brother's name is Zach. So we got a Zach and a Seth in the movie. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and Chris's girlfriend's middle name is Rose, like Rose Byrne. Hey, Holy shit. we're connected. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And it has McLovin in the first one. Well, he's in the second one too. But I love McLovin. So. He's, he's a rich app developer. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the f- <laughs> so I really liked the first one. The first one came out when I was like graduating high school. So of course I was ripe for a base a soft frat recruiting movie. Uh, so <laughs> frat recruiting movie because like join a frat, get a criminal record. <laughs> to me, it was just like you get to like you know be with your bros and impersonate Robert De Niro um, impressions and um, yeah, you know, just be buff like Zac Efron. Um, I just thought that was really cool. But anyway, um, like Steph said, though, once I got into college, I was all about being in frats. But once I joined a fraternity with Daniel, I realized it wasn't all that was cracked up to be and sometimes a little dumb. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) you loved it. Shut up. Don't try to sound cool. (laughs) Yeah, you loved it. Um, But no, so like it's all about this fraternity that moves into uh, Zach. Um, I was about to say (laughs) Zach. (laughs) No, it's when Seth Rogen and Rose Bird are a couple with the child and they move, they move into a house and a fraternity moves in next to them as well. This is their first home, their first time home buyers. And they have a lot of aspirations and they don't leak. They don't seem very old at all. Um, And yeah, so they basically try to get this frat kicked out because it's causing so much, I guess, uh, damage to their well-being. And then the second one, uh, after the, everything ha- uh, is handled well, it takes place four months later. And one thing I got to credit this uh, sequel is I, I watched them back to back in a day, and it was so seamless. Like, it was so seamless. Like, the, even, like, the title cards and the font style was exactly the same. If, and it only takes place four months after the first movie. So I was like... Hang on, hang on. Steph, Steph has something to interject. Yeah. I think it's two Do years it. later. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I Oh, it's two years later. Yeah. There is a time four jump, months. though. There's a four-month uh, time she jump. She didn't want a girl explain to you. Why, the, did, why didn't you call me out? This uh, podcast is about making fun this of This film me. is about empowerment. I just want to be like the anal woman who comes in here and has to always be right, you know? <laughs> I mean, you de- is, that a, is that an archetype? Is that a thing? <laughs> the woman's always right? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, okay. I know the customer is always right. No, they are not. If mom's not happy, nobody's happy. I've like, heard that one. I've heard that one. She, it's a thing. What happens okay. when mom and Maybe dad Maybe it's not a thing fighting. in our house, but insane. it's not. <laughs> all right, I'm going to turn on something so I can cancel out the arguing in the back, and then you can come get me when it's all done. <laughs> now, this is exactly how it was when Steph was on talking about Incredibles 2. I kept having, like, wrong, wrong parts, and she'd be like, hey, will you just shut up and just, like, let me explain how you're wrong? <laughs> I would never. <laughs> Dang, dude, uh, you gotta be told what's up. But it takes place four years later than I guess. And two years, four months. Wait, two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> two years. Two years. I never... It takes place 20 years after the fall of the world. In the first Humanity one, they have a baby. In the disarray. second the one, they have Republic. a toddler. It takes more than it's, four months for that. It's the, the forever purge it's, has unleashed. That's the problem. I don't I don't know the lifespan of a, of a fetus Seth in the Rogen stomach. Seth Rogen is a clone, the like the clone of Ripley and like Alien 3 or 4 or I thought this podcast was going to go off the rails after like 20 minutes. What is it? Like seven we're in right I've, now? I've already had like two beers. At and... least it's neighbors too. So this will be fun. <laughs> but uh, so it's two years later and they close their home, um, Seth and Rose, and um, they are on escrow. Now you two are homeowners and I'm not, uh, Daniel and stuff. So maybe you can explain to me more what escrow is, even though they explain it uh, in the movie. I don't think they explain it very well. It doesn't. <laughs> doesn't make sense the way they explain it. But yeah, it's pretty much the period of time between like your offer being accepted and you technically owning the house, I guess. And that's when you get all your inspections and stuff. And if 
I think when we did it, like, we couldn't just back out for no reason. We had to back out, like, we, if there was an issue with the inspection or something. Well, we had to put in a deposit. What was it, like, $1,000? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you back out, you will lose a deposit, but you don't actually sign the papers that say, I own this house until closing, uh, which is at the very end of the whole process. <laughs> this is me nodding This is good podcasting. Head. This is very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I was about to yes, say, yes. take yes. notes. Mm-hmm. First time home buying. Take a note right now. What app did you use? Was it apartments.com or? Or was it uh, Zuli? They had a realtor. (laughs) We had a realtor. Our app app was called a a middle-aged woman who was very nice and walked us through a bunch of houses with a mask on during a pandemic. What about Facebook Marketplace? People are posting. Dude, I buy houses on Facebook. (laughs) You know those we buy ugly houses billboards? That's me. Did you just call our house ugly? No, your house is immaculate. I'm the guy that buys bad houses. Immaculate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... Immaculate's a bit much. Immaculate. <laughs> Everyone on Twitter is aware now that I go to your house often, it seems like, to just steal movies. So i kind of happy with that. Chris is like, your house would be immaculate if you had more Arrow video releases. <laughs> Get some of those $60 releases that come with 12 posters and five booklets that you'll never look at. I mean, oh both of your, your movie collections are lacking a lot of softcore porn via a boutique <laughs> label, so I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> Also, is soft it, about it. <laughs> and is it just like common knowledge when you're like a first time parent or first time home buyer, like you just have dildos laying around and you give to a, your first kid because that's in this movie. And I'm like, there's. Well, yeah. Didn't you see all of ours when you were here? Yes, <laughs> like bong, bong, bong. Yeah, you, dildo, you're, bong, you're dildo, high. Bong. I shoveled most of them off into the garage, but <laughs> threw them out the window. <laughs> Chris is coming in. He doesn't know what these things are. High water. <laughs> Y'all ever drink bong water? I just do shots of it. I don't think I've ever seen bong water <laughs> in real life. It doesn't taste good. I'm not saying that from experience. I'm just saying that from a realistic standpoint. Well, Daniel and I had to during our initiation to our fraternity. And we had to do our elephant walk. Hey, and then don't release any of our secrets, man. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just have to say, and I know we'll get into this. but um, Here we go. So Chris and I were in a fraternity. This gets mentioned from time to time on both of our podcasts. Uh, but I mean, our fraternity might as well be an alien spaceship compared to what is in this movie. Well, in Neighbors, really, the first movie where it's Delta Psi. Delta Psi. Delta Psi. Delta Psi. Yeah, man, my fraternity experience looks absolutely nothing like Zach Efron's. Um, and I also always wonder in these movies when are they going to class? When are they doing homework? Classes for I losers. probably especially worried about this because I was the scholarship chair of our fraternity and I had to make sure people got good grades. <laughs> yeah, and then Steph was like the mom of the fraternity too, so she had to make sure all the boys were like in line and like not lost. I would hate that job. Well, you that... guys were such a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, let's just bull. That <laughs> <laughs> Steph would come random nights. I'm still confused on the timeline of like when Seth came back to the States when he was abroad. Oh. Cause like he was like, I remember when I first met Daniel, um, like he would tell me about you and sometimes like Skype call you. And then like you were randomly on campus a few times too. I've always been confused with that. Um, yeah, I think it was spring semester of junior year that you were gone. Yes. I was gone spring semester. Well, Steph's a better friend because she remembers. I got back the following semester (laughs) and then every weekend I was free. I just, I, I came over, you know, Daniel invited me. 
and uh, and then history happened. Glorious history. <laughs> uh, see, I thought you were already in England when I moved up there because if I didn't move – because if you weren't gone, I don't know how I would have had the strength to leave you <laughs> to move up there. So I think I the only know. reason I had the strength was because you were in England. I was like, ha, sucker, I'm out. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think I was in England because I remember when I got there – we had our like four hour long calls and I was like, yeah, I'm in England, bro. I don't have a blanket tonight because I forgot to pack a blanket. So I slept on the floor or something. Um, but yes, yeah, it was, it was. I definitely met you before you left though. So it had to have been the spring. It wasn't fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. you're right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm pretty sure like they met you before me. Well, cause I came down when I met Steph and we, we like hung out all day cause Daniel was working and I think I hung out with you and your friends all day. So that's how we met. And then I met Chris at a at a bar. <laughs> I love that. Or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And that's when we 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 casted uh, our dicks mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. turned them into baby toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then we put them all around the fraternity for every brother to see. Uh, but yeah, so we were in the same fraternity, Daniel and I. And um, do we disclose which fraternity it is, or is there going to be slander? There you go, boys. There you go. Good job, Frank. That's Frank for him, man. Yeah! Woo! Someone gets it. Woo! Man, here, Fido, man, we like to look big and get big. And if we're not in the gym, we're in church. Wear something nice, son. Uh, I, I don't care, man. Yeah, fuck Phi Delta Theta, because that's what we were part of. Uh, that's more than slander. Yeah. Uh, one of the most egregious fraternities you can join um, in the country um, it decided to have people like me, um, when there's high standing citizens like Daniel, that was a part of it. And Steph basically was running campus. So she was in that fraternity often. Um, and they liked Seth a lot too, more than me. And I was the fucking brotherhood chair. I was about bonding. The and bros no one, yeah, no one respected me. Bull, and, everyone loved you. And that's why I have a <laughs> drinking problem. And I chronically podcast and like call out my haters. I'm like an angry you. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, the only person you really call out is me, because you were just straight up trashing me on your last episode. I can't believe I have the strength to come back on this show. I don't know if I have the strength to go on. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, Daniel, you're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> Talking about 1930s and 40s films, when you know I'm not smart enough to watch them. They're different color. I don't know that actually. Yeah, I don't. I'm on Steph's side where I just kind of want to keep watching 2000s um, teen comedy movies. Me too. That's where, <laughs> that's where it's at, man. That's where that's where kind of where I'm nestled quite nicely right now in my view, film watching. Yeah, it's just listening to half facts, half lies about our past. <laughs> that's you what makes it more interesting. Because when you're on the internet, you can't disclose all of the truth. That's what keeps people coming back. Um, we'll have to put out a quiz so, so people can like try to see if they know which ones were facts and which ones were lies. Actually, speaking of a quiz, I, I was going to mention this to you before we started recording and I forgot, but I brought a game for us to play after, like at the end of the podcast. Go on. I'll think about it. I mean, not, I'll think about it. I mean, like after we're done, like with the discussion, it's a podcasting game to play on the podcast. I'll think about it. I mean. It's okay. Oh, okay. I'll think about okay. it. Anyway. So we're talking about uh, Neighbors 2, so they're trying to close on this home, but then what I like about this movie, it introduces Chloe Grace Moretz, um, it also introduces the girl from Booksmart that I can never remember her name, and it has freaking Aquafina in this movie. And it has Kiersey Kierce, Clemens from Hearts Beat Loud. Oh yeah, Kier- yeah. From hashtag the Snyder Cut, bro. 
Yeah, Ooh. but hearts be loud. <laughs> um, I do like her as Iris just from the little bit we got. Um, because I'm a flash stand. Yeah, she was great when she made like an expression and then the scene ended. Yeah, but but it was cool. The effects were cool and he had a hot dog in his pocket. So <laughs> Yeah, hot dog pocket. By the way, isn't it uh it's Beanie Feldstein yes. who's from Booksmart, right? Yeah. Okay. Look it up. yeah. Yeah, there she is. So she's in the, they're all here and there are a bunch of girls um who are rushing a sorority. Is that this, I think it's called rushing for sororities as well. And they Chloe is like I'm not down with like traditional sorority life because it's Selena Gomez led and you know, that's probably not as fun as like smoking weed like she was doing, but they decided to, you know, start their own sorority. And I thought that was really cool. It's a complete different break than the first movie where it's all about just the fraternity life. And it really highlights the toxic, uh, culture of fraternity life. Well, when sororities can't have parties, which is a big, uh, highlight they start off with cause it's showing the, the differences between the genders, especially college life and, and how they approach the story from the first movie. Cause you can't do the first movie again, but they kind of did, but it's from a different perspective of, Oh, what you guys did was kind of shitty. This is our version of it. And, and that's where a lot of the Zac Efron humor comes from, which is my favorite part of the movie. I won't get into that yet, but yeah, that's kind of like the basis is they want to do their own fraternity house cause they can't party and they want to party. Their own rules. Yeah, Zach Efron says, did you know sorority girls don't have the right to party? <laughs> and Dave Franco was like, you know there's no legal right to party. <laughs> there's no legal right, right to party. <laughs> Dude, they're not called hosts well, anymore. It doesn't it's not help. cool. <laughs> it doesn't help that the fraternities' parties, like, suck so bad. Like, how many parties did you guys throw in college with a no means yes sign? Like... <laughs> That we never did, <laughs> exactly. for the record. But to what? be never, ever, ever. I mean, oh, there's the... I'm just saying, that's what that was in the neighbors, too. Like, they walk into this party, and there's on these signs, and there's just all this, like, atrocious there's stuff. There's the arrows leading We had everybody's <laughs> favorite. We had everybody's favorite English professor on campus come to our house and give a lecture on toxic masculinity. So we're not one of those fraternities. I need everyone that's to understand. Hardcore. Yeah, seriously, we did not talk. Because I know that thousands of people listen to Inside the Sequel. <laughs> yeah. Thousand and two. Yeah, all my finally got all, a laugh out of Chris. All my <laughs> all my family members are so proud. Um, but but yeah, I really like how this movie ha- start, starts that premise because like the first movie, like it talk it highlights like the the negative parts of a fraternity and stuff like that, and it, it's kind of soft and it's more just like a a, a comedy. Um, but in this one, it kind of highlights a lot of important issues. Um, and then coming from a fraternity um life i did really appreciate it and uh it would have been really boring if they made this movie exactly like the first movie but only with the sorority um they make a lot of changes to it um and i don't know like it feels like the actresses in this movie like i really like them i think a little bit more than like pete and teddy in the movie and like christopher mince plass and in them who are in the movie again but I like how these these female leads kind of like take over that. I think they make it a little bit better. I feel like Christopher Mintz Plass would be the bottom of anyone's tier list in a movie. <laughs> he's at the bottom of my tier list when it comes to like 2000s teen stars. Yeah, he's just, yeah, I would have to say. He's McLovin, I guess, yeah. He's, uh, what's what's his name in Kick-Ass 2? Is it just Motherfucker? <laughs> I think. Isn't that his name? I think it is. Kick-Ass it's, I'm it's, not imagining this, right? Well, Kick-Ass 2 is stupid, and I think that was something like it, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Just kidding. That's fine. Hey, I'll stand Kick-Ass 1, but not 2. Also, no, not 2. why is there so much weed in this movie? My God. It's like, it's basically um, 
Pineapple Express 2.0. There's so much weed in this movie. My God. I'm a, I'm not about it. I'm straight edge, like CM Punk. That's for like the wrestling fans. Yeah, listening. drugs are bad. <laughs> that are legal in many so, states. <laughs> so I want to go back to what, what you recently brought up, Chris. The idea that you like the sorority girls better in this movie than the fraternity guys in the first movie. Well, I think one thing that, that, that makes this movie something that I like better than the first movie is it's kind of with Zac Efron, who Seth pretty much mentioned is like the MVP of the franchise. And I would agree. I would also say that this is like T2 to T1 where like in, in, in uh, Neighbors 1, Zac Efron's basically the villain. And, and like we'd like him, but he is a douchebag. Uh, but in this movie, he becomes a hero and we, he's a lot more likable and he's even more funny. Um, so I think it helps to like really like the sorority girls in that we still get the best one, the best guy from the first movie, but he's even more likable this time. And Dave Franco is too. So I think all that helps. Like this is just a, a movie full of really, really likable characters, even more than the first movie is. I think it is. Cause I don't, besides Dave Franco's character, I didn't really care about any of the fraternity guys like at all. I can't really remember them. With Sorority Girls, I mean, obviously you have the very notable actresses we brought up, which I like them from all their movies. Um, Aquafina is awesome. I love Aquafina. They're just more personality. It's like four voices you hear from more than just like two voices mm-hmm. from Neighbors 1. Um, I, I think they're better antagonists. And I love Zac Efron as a protagonist because he's just so charming and you like him so much. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like he highlighted highlight more of like the college life in this movie too, because the first one is just like the two houses versus each other, right? And then in this one, you get to go to a tailgate, um, you get to see the girls in the dorms, you get to see the opposite side of what the parties are like being like a college student. Uh, I really like that more. Um, it just kind of makes you feel like because it takes place on the same campus. Um, it just kind of again a little bit more world building that way. Um, and you know, it's pretty cool that the girls are all like you know what, F this, let's just start our own thing. You know, it's kind of like when you're in college, like you want to have like a, a club because no one, and you have a few people appreciate it, you just go and start a club. And like, I kind of identify with that. That's kind of cool. I'm sure Steph, when you, you know, you were the literature club president and Daniel was the movie programmer for it. You know, that, I mean, that's probably really re- relatable. Uh, yeah, I think the girls have a more interesting motivation, too, than the guys did. Like, mm-hmm. their motivation is kind of like, we should be allowed to kind of do what we want. It seems like the guys are allowed to do that, so, like, we're going to fight for that. And the guys' motivation was, like, we want to be remembered for something <laughs> party. crazy. Just, like, all these other <laughs> fake made-up something crazies that, you know, the people before us I were be known party. for. <laughs> That's the That's plot. a really good point. It's just a lot more interesting dynamic. It kind of reminds me of the difference between 21 and 22 Jump Street. Exactly. And that I, I'm personally in the camp that 21 Jump Street is, is much better than 22. And the reason is I think Jonah Hill turning out to be the cool one is way more interesting than Channing Tatum turning out to be the cool one. Because like you expect Channing Tatum to be the cool one, and that's what the second movie is. Mm-hmm. So the first movie is like, well, it's different than what you expect. It's more interesting. And this is the same thing And that like normally a fraternity's motivation is just a party, which is the first one. But the second one, it gives it a little bit more of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and also this movie for, um, for Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, this movie highlights more parenting and like the struggles of parenting more than in the first movie. The first one's like, they're being loud and they're going to wake up the kids and they're going to ruin the home value of everything. And this one, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're more like, um, 
they're like, you know, they, they have to raise an older kid, and they're kind of like, oh, I hope she doesn't grow up, because it's a girl, too, that they have a daughter, and they're like, well, I hope she doesn't end up, like, hating us and stuff like that and not feeling like she can't come to us. And then they're kind of going um, about having to raise a second child that's going to be coming on its way. And it just, like, you feel, like, Seth Rogen has so many... Um, conversations with his buddy about like parenting. He's like, I am a good father. He's like, I mean, you got to be doing these things. And I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of sweet and wholesome in a way to kind of highlight, like, I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't, you know, you guys aren't parents, but it just kind of feels like it felt like a natural. Wait, per- have you been lying to me all this time? <laughs> I thought you said Steph was your mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the natural progression of like parenting it, it, as a child gets older, I feel that in this movie and it, it's very natural. And I really enjoyed that because in the first movie, I, I like Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, but it's all about the fraternity thing. That's the comedy for me. Uh, but in this one, I'd like the parenting part aspects of it. Like they're bickering with the other um, married couple is pretty funny this time around, in my opinion, even though the other couple is a train wreck and should never have children. <laughs> 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 Oh, oh my god, Ike Barinholtz. I I have no choice but to stand that man who plays the Seth Rogan's I think it's Seth Rogan's brother and or at least they're, friend. They work um, they work together. the other couple. <laughs> yeah, they're co-workers. I wouldn't have, I, don't I know. thought he was also a brother, but maybe not. Mm. Um but he is one of the stars of Blockers, which is one of my uh. very top favorite comedies <laughs> of the last few years. Um so I I love that guy. He he doesn't have as much like have a function in the second one because he kind of gets replaced by Zac Efron and Zac Efron becomes Seth Rogen's buddy. Um, so he doesn't have as much of a point in this movie. So he's probably better in the first movie, but that doesn't change the fact that the second one's definitely the better film, I think. Yeah. What, what does he say when they're eating lunch or something like that? He's saying like Seth Rogen's a priest. He's like, fuck you. I am a good, fa- a good parent. What about you? He's like, <laughs> like they're bickering about parenting in their lunch break and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, I like when uh, when Seth Rogen calls out something that like one of the wives says as sexist, and then like Barrows goes, "Yeah, men's rights." No, fuck you. <laughs> my Steph, my biggest fear in life is Daniel treating me like Rogen does to Ike in this movie. I never want to be like treated like that, nor would I ever want to be that, that man guy. Is like- because, like, I don't know. Like, he's obviously a guy who's older and still wants to have fun. Because his wife, obviously, in the first movie, wanted to party, go to fraternity stuff with them, and they got divorced. But now it seems like um, they're kind of trying to get their shit together, but they're still kind of idiots. You're beyond that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, my biggest fear is being that guy. <laughs> no. I... You won't be that guy because, Chris, you're an intelligent movie watcher. <laughs> mm, anyway. Uh... <laughs> He's got good qualities, though. He's a good friend. He's willing to go to the ends of the earth for him. Also, Cinema Sin right now. Um, Dave Franco um, has a male partner in this movie, and they get together when they're roommates with Zac Afron, and they kick Zac Afron out of the apartment. As far as I'm concerned, he's paying equal rent. No but one would he's kick Zac Efron out. He has okay. to be kicked out. And I feel like I've been in that situation before, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. What? I was going to say, I love that part of the movie. I think it's like... Oh, Dave Franco settled down and he's a normal guy and this is a good spin on it. And then they, and then, I, I mean, I like Zac Efron's plot in it because he's the only one that hasn't moved on and he's kind of stuck in a rut and all his friends, even the idiots kind of have their life put together. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's the character with some of the most motivation because he just wants to fit in. Maybe I'm just really... A, he wants to be valued. He wants to be valued. He's like, I'm switching sides. They're going to value me. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I love that cause. It's like funny, but you actually kind of care. 
Steph, what'd you think about the Dave Franco twist? Oh, I, I don't know that I really had any huge opinions on that. I remember when they were first doing the the proposal part, you were really surprised that it actually ended in an actual... <laughs> actual proposal like you thought it was going to be some joke and the whole time i was like oh okay he's gay cool and like i was never surprised by it felt right for me i think i was trying to i was trying to think ahead of the movie and i thought it was a dumb gay joke and i was kind of braced for it i thought the movie was going to be like oh it sounds like it's a gay proposal but it's not and and i was just like ugh but uh but then it wasn't i was like oh this is just like a sweet romantic moment this is nice so yeah that was a pleasant surprise that the movie didn't uh, do something that dumb, you know? I guess I'm not as pessimistic as <laughs> It's a good I'm plot device, too. to be horrible. <laughs> I guess, I guess. I think it's a good plot device because because Zach's like, you didn't tell me when you were thinking you might be gay, and that hurts. He's like, you told this guy, you didn't tell me, and I'm your best friend. So, you know, that's why you kind of care about him a little bit because, you know, best friends. My biggest the- question is, did Steph, when she was a freshman, decide with her friends that they were going to start a sorority? No. Party house. <laughs> she almost joined a sorority, but then she decided to I went it. through the recruitment process, but I never joined. I do remember my roommate did join a sorority for like a week, and then she decided that was not for her, and then we had our own little uh, uh, GDI is what it's called when you're not in a Greek organization. GDI. What does that stand for? Goddamn independent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like someone didn't get a bid. I I got a bid. I turned that bid down because I didn't want to pay money like, for Selena Gomez, these people are losers. <laughs> Ouch. I feel like that was a dig at Chris and I, and I didn't appreciate it. I got I got three bids out of the five, so I'm sleeping super well at night knowing that I was wanted. See? People like you. Yeah, the toxic men of college campuses really liked me. I don't know. <laughs> I love the moment when Zach, they deal with Zach Efron realizing that fraternity's fraternity life was toxic really quickly and in a really funny way. I love that. Where he joke. starts naming out the parties, boats and hoes, <laughs> CEOs and corporate hoes. Yeah, that all sounds sexist. Idaho's. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh shit, oh man, you're right. <laughs> And then it's just like, done, we dealt with that, we can move on. He's like an earnest guy, too. He just accepts it. He's like, oh, that was shitty. Okay, you guys are right. He just moves on. One thing about this movie I noticed was that for the men, it kind of highlights the different stages of, like, life everyone's at. Like, so, like, uh, Seth Rogen and his buddy, they're obviously adults and having kids and trying to start a family, both kind of opposites that way. And then you get Dave Franco and Zac Efron, close and similar age, but going through different directions in life, too. And Zach Afron realizing I'm kind of like the one with no direction. The other ones are starting their own business. They're they're getting a career going. They're getting married and starting a life with someone. And uh, it's kind of cool. It's very subtle. It, 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 it not for Zach Afron. Throughout the whole movie, you start to realize this guy is dumb and lost, and he basically gets adopted. But he's kind of smart though. It's yeah. a hidden smartness. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to weed, he knows everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I like how he goes and trains the sorority girls because, like, he's genuinely wanting to help them out and stuff like that. Um, because every other guy was, like, castrating them off and the girls were all kind of themselves and they were starting their own parties, which I will say the famous people, famous women's party, 
that that cracked me up. I thought that was super hilarious when Chloe Grace Moretz is uh, Joan of Arc, and then <laughs> there's a Oprah, and then there's two Hillary. Clintons. I thought there was like three or four in the background <laughs> too. It was like Clintons. a bunch. It's like current Hillary Clinton, future president Hillary Clinton. This one. Uh, like I thought that was a like, fun like party, and like honestly, I would join the sorority like just based on party themes alone. They seemed really fun. Yeah. Um. But. I will say the most um, egregious thing is making their um, their pledges dress up as minions. That that oh, that's rough. That's yeah, egregious. I was like, ugh, minions. <laughs> they made PTSD from all the the moms and dads sharing minions memes, thinking that it's just a riot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Chris, rank the Despicable Me films, including Minions. Go. Okay, so Despicable Me three. <laughs> Uh, the Minions movie, Despicable uh, Me 1, and then Despicable Me 2. Criminally low for the first Despicable Me, I must say. Which I, is, I've i seen the first one, and I've seen one of the sequels. I could not tell you which one. They don't hold a candle to a boss baby in the new one that's on Peacock. <laughs> I loathe all the movies we've mentioned. I've always disliked all these movies. When's Steph going to be on here so we can talk about the Boss Baby 2 sequel that just came out? Oh, yes. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I've watched the first Boss Baby like three or four times. Hell yeah. None of them were on purpose. Oh. Maybe one of them was on purpose. I don't yeah. know. But I enjoyed it every time. I watched Despicable Me 2 in the theater twice. Neither time I wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We've all been there. I kind of like Alex. But yeah, I'll talk about the second Boss Baby with you. I'm writing that would be fun. I, oh, I should get this out. <laughs> Okay, I can't remember if it was Despicable Me 2 or 3. I think it was 2, but I saw it in the theater because my car broke down <laughs> near the theater, and I called someone to pick me up, or it was a tow, It was either a person I knew or a tow truck, I don't remember, but they were going to be there for like three hours, and I was like, well, I'm going to walk over to this theater and see something, <laughs> and I saw Despicable Me 2, and I hated it. It was a horrible day. <laughs> You're better Not off staying in your car. And- Daniel was like, how do I make Ugh. this day worse? Let me watch Despicable Me. <laughs> I don't know what else was playing, but I'm sure it would have been a better call. I should have rewatched something. What maybe. year did that movie come out? Maybe we can see what was in theaters then. Oh, I don't keep track of those movies. Uh, but not- I want to say another option. Never mind. This is a pointless discussion. Let's move on. Uh, but so you know, like the highlight of the the neighbors one and now neighbors two. I feel like for both these movies, the highlights are like the jokes that the Greek life play on. Um, Zach, uh, I keep wanting to say Zach Efron, but Seth Rogen and uh, Rose Byrne, and uh, the first one they're so like vindictive and kind of scary. Even the second one, it's kind of fun, you know. They're like they're like you besides know. when they steal all their shit oh. <laughs> and sell it on the front yard. That, that was really fun. That, that's Not pretty bad, but yeah, <laughs> dude, Chloe Grace Moretz would literally fuck your life over. But dude, you know, she's scary. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, why won't you? Actually, my dude, you would let her fuck your life over, and you would enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with between that and Aquafina, it's a it's a tough choice. Uh, um, but I love like how their solution to get money is to corner the college weed um, uh, hierarchy. I don't it's know. like the 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 weed ring. <laughs> I thought that was gonna go so much worse. I was like, you're gonna go to war with drug dealers? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. But it, like, it was just literally like a gag for a big like big set piece at the the 
tailgate, I guess. But it reassured my yeah. uh, my fear of um, when when Steph and Daniel pull out their phones and start texting really fast when I'm in the room with them. Because in this movie, they do that to kick out Zac Efron. Now I know when they do that when I'm there, it's because of me. Oh, it's a group chat. Yeah. Oh, you heard it too. Okay, cool. I would never... <laughs> That's why I'm not. You're invited. always on thin ice, bud. I'll be like, guys, this isn't good. Let me send a gif about my disappointment. Everyone's always on thin ice, like listening to an episode and going, "Is this the episode where he gets canceled by, like, from himself?" Like, we don't know what to cancel you over. Half of it's fact, half of it's fiction. <laughs> um, but I will say that the tailgating of this movie is like the highlight for me because you see Zac Efron doing his thing boiled um, up. Yep. I, I like what's the actor's name? Ike Ike Boulder Bolzer. Or Ike Barinholtz. Barinholtz. He dresses up as a fucking clown and does that laugh. <laughs> He's terrifying. I kept thinking, like, that's the most scary but hilarious thing ever. That was pretty. And it's the coolest tailgate I've ever seen. And I've been to a couple. Yeah, tailgates don't look like that. Yeah, they don't look like that at all. Uh, no, for like, like, uh, like school life or even college life. So my girlfriend Sophie um, homeschooled. But every time we watch like a movie with subject content like that, I'm just like, this is not, this is not what it's like in real life. <laughs> this is over the top. <laughs> this is this is movie magic. Like, I mean, I love it. It's funny. It's heightened. Like real college would be boring to watch. But yeah, it's it's very heightened <laughs> tailgating because they're selling weed at a stand. <laughs> You're like, real life sucks. You're better off just watching movies. Don't get get experiences and try things. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's that's. That's a fact of life, sadly, but yeah. Don't you guys remember tailgating the football game at your college? That's so fun. No. Oh. What are we in, like a Division three school? Yeah, Pretty I think low. I went to one tailgate, and that's because there was, like, free food advertised. Yeah, I, I oh, think well, I worked that one, too. I filmed the, the tailgate. It was pretty big. They weren't selling weed at stands with whipped cream <laughs> on top, but it was pretty... <laughs> I was filming it for a charity, and uh, it was cool, though. They had, like, actual food stands. They had, like, little games set up. Um, obviously like cheerleaders, there's like a little marching parade for the game beforehand and it's cool. No weed, but cool. Yeah. Daniel, Seth went to a bigger college than us and he doesn't have nearly as cool college uh, stories like we do. That's cause I commuted from, from a small town, <laughs> smaller town, yeah. but I mean, I lived, I lived in a, lived in a party town my last semester, but you know, I wasn't in a fret. But then we get to see Zach Offron's balls, which is great. <laughs> he pulled out the dick. He pulled out the dick. <laughs> were, were they his, though? I tried to fight it on IMDb Trivia. No, and those I are stunt not. balls. Uh. There's no way. There is no possible way that's Zach Offron's balls. Stunt balls. Yep. It's kind of like my question is... If you can't see his face in the same shot, it's not uh, his balls. Oh. Uh, uh. CGI balls. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the famous quote of this movie. Sometimes you got to suck dick to realize you don't like it. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's the that's the famous quote from this movie? For me. It's the one Chris connected to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I love that. That guy's delivery, though, spot on. He's like, sometimes you got to suck love dick how- to know you don't like it. <laughs> I love how his name's Garfield. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> I love that guy. And then Hannibal Burgess in the first movie is like, do some cat shit for me. And he's like, lick yourself. <laughs> Stop. It's like what? I do love that scene. It's so funny. And he walks in on obviously the the third room. And he's like, oh, it's all good, guys. I just wanted to abuse the white people. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's. Better. By the way, that guy, Hannibal. That guy is also in Blockers. So 
Still telling you guys to this watch is a that movie. Blockers reunion. <laughs> I will say, if, if no Cena though, where's Cena? You couldn't see him. Obviously. If this was Nathan Jones on here, you'd be like, you can't see <laughs> no. him. That's why. <laughs> Nathan Jones shout out. <laughs> uh, hey, he's Jacob Toretto. Oh, oh. Yep, long lost brother. Yeah, it's crazy. Race wars was going on, and he was fucking international spy. Because <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> um. I will say, though, it's funny that, Danny, you brought that up about blockers. Um, this movie, after watching both of them, I like these movies a lot. Um, it really kind of heightened, like, my my need to watch those comedies you always talk about that are so good, like Blockers, um, Game Night. Um, and I think there's another one. I can't remember. Um, I mean, I've seen 21 and 22 Jump Street, and I really like those. And I yes. think something like Good Boys kind of stems from Neighbors and... Um, in a, in a different way, but it's kind of like all the same vein, like these kind of comedies. Um, same and, vibe. Yeah, same, same vibe. vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is someone who's yeah, Good Boys is also produced by Seth Rogen and I think Evan Goldberg too. So kind of a same team. Yeah. And I don't know, like someone who's not huge into comedies, I do think if the comedies that you talk about are anything like Neighbors 1 and 2, it's probably something I need to fix, eh? Maybe. Steph, what do you think? Uh, where would Neighbors 2 stack up with Blockers and Game Night? Like in a ranking? Yeah. Like, is it better than them? Is it not as good? Oh, it's not as good as them. I agree. Whoa. I agree. Neighbors 2, not as good as Blockers or Game Night. I need to watch Game Night again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is it called just Blockers? Like, what are they blocking? Okay, so the real title is Cock Blockers, but they couldn't put the word cock in an actual movie title. So instead, there's just a picture of a rooster right above the word block. They're blocking Zac Efron's and that sort of prosthetic uh, He's balls. talking about cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like um, Neighbors 2, and I think it's so much fun. I also think that the ending, the third act, I was telling Seth before we started recording, um, I think the third act, uh, at least the last half hour or so, there's some stuff I didn't care for, but like, I still like how this movie ends way more than the first movie. And I think it's because Rose Byrne and her connection with the sorority girls in this movie totally kills it. I think it's so good. Rose Byrne, awesome in these movies, by the way. I don't know, I just like her. She's super fun to watch. She's kind of like a young, chill vibe to her, but she's also trying to act mature that I think is hilarious. Hell yeah, she co-stars with Mark Wahlberg in Instant Family, which is, like, my biggest guilty pleasure in the world right now. I love Instant Family. I would so be on board for that movie if it wasn't for Mark Wahlberg. I'll say it right now, I don't like Mark Wahlberg. He's, like, my favorite thing about the movie. No! I mean, maybe I'll like him in that. He's so great I don't know, it's just so, he's so bland in so many things, but in comedies, he might be different, to be fair. I haven't watched him in many comedies, I don't think. He's good as a porn star. Well, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> Dude, have you seen his dick? <laughs> I remember when my, my MySpace handle used to be Dirk Diggler. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? No. Okay. But it is partially the reason why I'm growing Dirk. this mustache. I can see my name in lights. It says Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Uh, somebody at my work said the other day with my mustache being grown out, he said, you look like you could be uh, a porn star with that. And I was like, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. How many porn stars actually have mustaches? Because I don't know. Yeah, like, that's like just 70s. a thing people say. Only the good ones, as far as I know. <laughs> I gotta watch that sleaze. Who are the big names, I Chris? Mean, Name them off right now. Well, in sex world, I'm pretty sure there's a guy with a mustache. Um, um, my question is, though, with that Mark Wahlberg comedy you were talking about, um, is that movie, and would you say that one wrestling movie you all have seen that 
like are those of the same like those are later comedies but are those also of the same kind of like vibe as the comedies we just mentioned oh are you talking about the florence Pugh movie seth what's that called we saw wrestling that. with Fighting family for my family yeah that's right yeah no instant family and fighting for my family which are not connected no. uh, are nothing like these movies <laughs> they're both much more sentimental pg-13 movies um, they're, they're very much uh, like but they're bo- i like them both yeah they're fun they're fun they're yeah traditional arc they go into the story she hates everything learns to bond with the people she's with overcomes mm-hmm. her adversity boom good time yeah um a different vibe different vibe yeah. I don't know. Like I've always been so hard pressed against these comedy movies, but I know Daniel and Steph, you two both watch these movies a lot and like them. And uh, Seth, I know you end up watching them too and liking them. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of feel like I left the train there, so I feel like I need to get well, into. Me and it. Daniel saw that one together in theaters. Oh. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was fun. I had a good time. It Florence Pugh, good. she's yeah. blowing up. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, Steph, would you join the sorority that Chloe Grace Moretz starred? <laughs> That, that was my big question going into this. I was like, I'm going to ask her. It starts with good intentions, but, you know, then... Well. Maybe when I was 19, but well, obviously now... No, no. <laughs> I'm good. You don't want to go think, live in a sorority house right now? I don't think I vibe with that, but I might have. But would you live in a sorority, like an actual sorority house? Or would you live in like what we had at Westminster, where it was like the dormitory, and then we just called it that sorority? floor on the dorm? yeah. No, I didn't really want to live with any of our sororities at school. Yeah, I don't. But maybe one of the, maybe the sorority in Neighbors 2. I feel like I'd be inclined to live. I mean, we lived in a house, but it was on campus. But like, it was nearly not as nice as the ones in the movie at all. Our house sucked. That's because real life sucks. It did not. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will just say, I loved living in that fraternity house. It was it was a it was a dry house, so people weren't getting drunk all the time. We had quiet hours, so people weren't partying all night long. It was basically a big collection of nerds, and it was fun. And you had the best food of any of the houses. We did. We had we had pretty good food. Let's not go crazy. If you didn't have board My game mistake. nights or Magic the Gathering <laughs> nights or Dungeons and Dragon nights, it wasn't a nerd house. No, there were those nerds. Though. Actually, no, there was. You're there right, was a tabletop right. gaming club, <laughs> but it was just a campus club, not a fraternity club. Fair, fair. I'm a nerd. So. Uh, yeah i like yeah if you're a ex-greek life person and you're zach efron i feel like that's not a good thing right like i mean if you're zach efron you're set yeah i do mean like his character in the movie where he's kind of lost and he's too attached to his past yeah yeah you know i mean it's a real thing to be attached to your past in a way where you don't know how to grow up or move on so yeah. i i think his character you know is well done yeah. i to- i totally took his character in this movie being like the type of guys who like say oh the good old days were like my co- the college days are the best years are behind us and like they can't like you know move on and grow up because he's obviously struggling um emotionally because he's saying i don't feel valued and stuff that's not a good sign of a if you're a person that thinks that just that besides work so i kept thinking like man that's kind of a cool message for like young men um, to, to realize like, Hey, like, you know, this isn't what it's all cracked out to be. Cause there were a couple times in my life where I was like, man, college life was so fun. But now that I think about it, like on my daily drives to work and stuff, I'm like, man, this is infinitely better than what like college <laughs> life was like. Cause like sometimes I catch myself <laughs> thinking like on a Sunday, I'm like getting ice cream or going grocery shopping. And I'm like, Oh man, imagine having to go to class tomorrow or go home now and do homework. Like, I wonder what Go that would be like. Meeting. Exactly. Like, what would that be like right now? But then I think, oh, that sounds horrible. I'm so happy I'm doing this boring adult shit, you know? 
Yeah, I hate the whole, like, these are the best days of your life thing, because I feel like all of the days of my life have been better than the previous days. Like, I don't feel like I've passed the best days of my life or anything. And I hate, like, this idea that we're making people think, this is the best you're going to have. You better enjoy it. Like, no. Is it high school or is it college? Because they say it about both of those. And I think neither one was pretty great. If you're saying that in high school. Definitely not high school. No, no. You're in in therapy if you're thinking about that with high school. I loved going through puberty and, and hating everything. And and being pissed off about zits on my face. It was great. I loved it. But no, I, I think it's kind of cool. Oh. Like it highlights like, um, you know, girls wanting to be empowered and going into some, like going into college, which could be a really scary experience. And they really highlight that early on. And then it also judges like on the male perspective of like moving on from college in that toxic environment and becoming a better person. I think that's kind of like, you know, cinema gold right there for a comedy movie from 2016. You know, that's kind of dope. Yeah. No, yeah. And I really like the end of the movie because it feels like growth from the previous movie in that in the previous movie, uh, our protagonists, who are Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, they do get what they want in the end, but it is at the expense of kind of screwing over Teddy, (laughs) Zac Efron, and he has a criminal record because of what happened. And he says that in this movie. Yeah, it's really hard to get jobs. That's so sad. Uh, but at the end of this movie, they're like, you know, let's let's not do that again. Like, let's not kind of ruin these kids' lives. Let's try to end this peacefully. And they do. And it works out well for everybody. What are you going to do when a sorority or a fraternity house moves in next to you two, though? Well, we have a homeowners association, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're good. They're going to be like, yo, let's they're, party they're together, so, They're so much older than us now. They have things figured out. Do you guys want to play my game that I brought? Yeah, I've been sure. kind of curious what this one is. I'm scared. Okay, I made it up. <laughs> okay. It's called Call. <laughs> it, it's stole it. <laughs> it's called College Comedy Beer Pong. Oh, no. And what it is is I'm going to go through a list of college comedy movies. I've got a list of 18. Whoa. And if you have if you have not seen a movie I list off, that means you've got a shotgun of beer, uh, metaphorically, of course. I actually have alcohol, And after so. five after five beers, you're passed out. You're out of the game. Oh, no. And it's going to be about the last one standing. Wow, it's like junior Are year. Are you playing? I'm not playing because I made the list. And spoilers, I would win this game. I'm going to lose. that's not fair because I made the list. Wow. Well, so, I haven't updated so. my IMDb, so you don't know what I've been watching. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> Animal House. Scene. Take a drink. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, all right, oh, all right. oh, oh! I, I don't have a way. I to said I wasn't into frat comedies. Oh, oh no! So you're supposed to drink if you haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you drink if you've not, and five drinks you're out oh, of. Oh, so you haven't seen it? I have seen it. You have? Okay, yeah. 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 So Chris is still in the game. All right, Steph's gonna keep track. Twenty-two Jump Street. Seen it. Seen. What about you, Steph? Have you seen it? I think. I, yeah, we watched. Yeah, a couple I'm pretty, of pretty sure she. You put it on with okay. us. Yeah, yeah. Me cute sandwich. Sounds good. Okay, next up, accepted. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I kind of like Accepted. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it's not bad. It's kind of fun. Uh, you got your. It's got Blake Lively, so yeah. it can't be bad, Dude, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, that sir. cover where they're going like this because they got accepted. Yeah, that's Justin. Lo- yeah, Justin Long. Justin yeah. Long. Yeah, yep. it's a fun movie. All right, y'all are doing pretty good. Revenge of the Nerds. Haven't oh, seen. No. Haven't seen that. I already took a drink. I don't think I've seen it either. No, probably not. It doesn't hold up. Uh, I don't really recommend. That's an '80s it. one, and some people are gonna be mad at me for saying that. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up, Happy Death Day. Heck, We're going horror. Comedy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I haven't seen those movies. Fuck. 
Oh man, you should. It's so good. All right, Chris took a drink. I was disappointed with two. I don't know if I told you that. To be honest. Oh really? I was a little bit. I really liked it. It's not a horror movie, so I can understand be disappointed if you wanted a horror movie. I didn't hate it. I just didn't feel that I didn't really like the characters the second time around as much. I didn't feel the they didn't feel real to me as much. Oh, we won't touch upon that, but uh Sounds like Dan yeah, I like and I need to record an episode roasting. We you. could do a video, <laughs> a video or a podcast of that. But. This is our last ever inside the sequel episode. No. I'm not gonna survive the internet hordes <laughs> after this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one I'm I'm being mean. I'm just annihilating you guys. You know, uh, horse feathers. No, I've, I've totally not seen, not seen that. It's a Marx Brothers movie from 1932. Oh, it is so funny, and it is a college comedy. Ooh. It totally counts. It's great. Three. Okay, next up, Dead Man on Campus. No, I haven't seen that. Sounds like my life. <laughs> It's so good. It's insane and ridiculous. I feel like you purposely like are making us lose. We're all one away from losing. Steph always sniffs okay, out. Do you even shit. try? It should be ten. This is okay. This is a list of every college comedy I could find, pretty much. Because if you Google college comedies, most of them are high school movies. Weird. Like these no nope, high school, Weird. high school. High True, school. actually, I get that. But all the actors are old enough to like be married with children. Okay, I'm, switch- <laughs> I'm switching up the order to like try to keep some people in the game. I'm so glad Steph's here for pitch. Th- Perfect. Heck yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen Pitch Perfect? No, I haven't, no, seen, I've any seen, of you haven't uh, seen it? I haven't seen any of them. Dude. Okay, Chris, you're out. You're done. I was in, I was in, out. yeah, I was in choir when that movie came out. I was kind of like, I want to have a sing off. Uh. No one else wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just between Seth and Steph, Monsters University. Yeah, you, you know I've seen that yeah. one. <laughs> I do, I do. All right, we're good, we're good. All right, next up. Now, okay, technically it is a college movie, even though it's technically grad school, Legally Blonde. Ooh, I've seen that and the musical. Uh. What about the sequel? I've only seen the musical when <gasps> we went to see really? it live. I've oh never seen Oh my god, we're going to have to watch it. Okay, Seth, you're the last yes. man standing. Oh. I will say I like the musical more, most, I think I do like it more, to be honest. Steph, you'll love I do too, that movie. Actually. I love the music. The music I really like the musical. The first yeah. one's so good, and it has um, Luke Wilson, who's so good in it. I like the movie too. Yeah, I like the, I like the cast. I remember Luke Wilson's character being a way bigger part and a way better character in the musical than in the movie. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm right on that. I haven't watched the musical or not. You, you're probably right. I mean, I just like the musical more in general, so you're probably right. <laughs> I didn't realize that there's so many college comedies like that. No cap. There's a lot. There's a lot on my list that we didn't even get to. Wait, what are they? I want to see if I've no. See what I'm here forever. <laughs> you want? You guys? We can play round two. Do you guys want to play round two? Okay. You just want to play to Last Man Standing and see what we end up at total. Uh, okay. Well, no. Let's let's do a oh, whole nother okay. round. A so five because we, we have enough. So five more and you're out. Okay, Euro Trip. Yes, sir. Yeah. We watched that. We too. watched yeah. it together. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's seen Euro Trip. Very nice. That movie is a lot of fun. <laughs> Here's a movie I have never seen, even though it's a big classic. Uh, National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Yeah. I, I watched that with Zach. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Reynolds, man. It's it's it's. A, I mean, I remember it being all right, but I was also like twelve when I watched have, it. So. Have you seen the sequel, um, Van Wilder: The Rise of Taj? And it has um, the guy from Harold and Kumar, but mm. not John Cho. John Cho? No, not not, not John Cho. The other one. You mean a Calpin? Uh, Calpin, Calpin, yeah, who's canceled apparently too. Is he? Oh, th- so Steph, have you seen Van Wilder? No. Okay. All right. Next up, Real Genius. Mm-mm. No, sir. You have. Oh, I have? Nice. Yeah, it's with Val Kilmer. It takes place like at a genius college. And um, 
And anyway, it's really, really <laughs> I'm so fun. bad at remembering titles of movies. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, next up. Okay, I it's one I have to name it. Old school. Say that again. Old school. Oh no. Oh yeah, no. old school. Not a fan of it, but yeah. You seen old school? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a fan of. I, it. I'm not a fan of it either. It's a Todd Phillips joint. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> hey, really into his stuff. Hey, Todd Phillips joint. Don't don't joint. insert Spike Lee um, isms. Cross contamination. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, actually, next up, another Todd Phillips movie. Did you guys know he made two college comedies? I feel, he did. Yeah. Road Trip. Yeah. Oh, wait. Have I seen that? It's Road Trip and then Euro Trip. It's Breck. They, they're actually not connected. Oh. It's Breck and Meyer and Amy Smart. I'm, sh- I'm showing you the poster. Yeah. I think I have camera. seen that with Zach yeah. as well because he was really into those movies back in the day. I can't confirm nor deny. I don't know. I think I have. <laughs> Just, just count me no on you that You probably one. have. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so that's a no. But Chris was a yes. Yeah, and you're a yes, right, Steph? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, <laughs> this is one I know at least Steph and I have seen, and I don't recommend it. Life of the Party, starring Melissa McCarthy. No, that I haven't seen that. I saw it. It's where she's a middle-aged mom who gets divorced, and she's like, well, I'm going to go back to college. <laughs> and then she's like the most popular person and dates all the hot dudes, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Okay. A middle-aged person coming in yeah. and dating all these college students. That's neat. this seems fine. That's exactly what Very a normal college here. dude would do. Bussin. Respect <laughs> Bussin. Here's one I've not seen. I didn't even know it was a college comedy until I found it on a list and looked into it. The House Bunny, starring Anna Faris. Uh, I imagined that movie in my head a few times, but I never actually watched I've, it. I've <laughs> seen some of it. I didn't finish it. I've seen some of it. Don't count okay. it. Don't count it, though, because I, I barely... I've seen some of it. What's a house bunny? Okay. I remember the scene with the grate. Uh, she walks over a grate uh, or something. I don't know. I was about to explain it. Like, okay. <laughs> Chris doesn't know. Okay. I'm like one of I've only got one more on the list. Uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants some. I love that movie so much. I don't, yes. I don't know if I've seen that. I've told you to watch it many times. It's really good. Oh, the Linkladder okay. film? Anything Linkladder is so rewatchable. I watched, I watched that movie that. three yeah. times. It's so good. You guys are all tied up at four each. Respect. Yeah, if I had one more. <laughs> That's because we know I'm trying to think of another college comedy. Oh, what about um, Midsummer? They're in college in that movie. Yeah, that's a college That's movie. a college comedy. <laughs> there are some movies I found that are about college students, but if they weren't set at college, I didn't count uh, them. Oh, I thought all the smart people who like Midsummer are saying, it's a pitch black dark comedy. Social Network is kind of college oriented. Oh. There you go. There you Who's go. seen the Social Network? You know I have. <laughs> Only the virgins. <laughs> Steph hasn't. Uh, it's not really fair because it's not a comedy. It's in not. The slightest it's a little bit. It's, not. it's my favorite Fincher movie. Not gonna lie. Don't at me. Yeah, mine's Alien Three. This has been established. I'm gonna at you. <laughs> uh, but oh, okay, that's my game. I'm tapped out. I like that though. And you know what? Everyone who's listening to this, what they're gonna take out of this whole entire recording is Daniel's game, and and then they're gonna be like, "Oh, Chris, nice job with your podcast." Uh, <laughs> we had fun. Are, wait, are you mad at me? No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, do you guys have anything else you would like to say about the 2016 smash hit that is Neighbors 2? Uh, the titty is silent. They don't understand that there's no I in sorority. There's two, actually. There's actually, there's just one. No, that's a Y. No in the middle. That's an O. S O R O I T I T Y. Sorority? That's how you spell it. You think the titty is silent? <laughs> oh, Waterboy is technically a college comedy because he, he goes to college during that movie. 
Oh, there you go. It's, there you go. It's decent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have one thing I wanted to mention because uh, I thought it was interesting. I looked up Neighbors 2 and IMDb, and I looked at IMDb reviews, uh-huh. and there appears to have been like an organized, coordinated effort to get that movie a, a lower score because almost every review on IMDb is one or two stars out of ten, and they're all complaining about its political and feminist agenda. Uh, <laughs> kill me. Respectfully. It's like every review. Who has the it's time like, to- oh, you – we're on like a Tumblr and you organize this or something. We were no Tumblr's too liberal for yeah, that. Yeah, you oh, got okay, it. A four chan? <laughs> no, it might be four chan or uh, iFunny. What's what's iFunny? Trump's new social media he just released that no know. one's heard of. He just released oh, social. Oh, media. it's called the Daily Wire. Dude. No, it's not the Daily. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's called like Notebook or Letterbook or I don't know something. That make- Nicholas Sparks the Notebook. <laughs> That, yes. Is that a college movie? <laughs> that makes sense why it movie take place in 2016 and, and uh, Seth Rogen's friend is like, wait, I got to get this tweet out. How do you spell Trump? Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only virgins like the notebook romance. Only the Chads like Fast and Furious <laughs> romance. That's right. Dom and That's Letty. Right. Uh, however, Brian and Mia over Dom and Letty. Yeah, hot I take. like that in the first movie. I know. I don't oh, think it's really yeah. Hot. I think they have more of a romance just from the first movie alone. And they're so adorable. You forgot one more. College uh, sex comedy. There's, I'm pretty sure there's co-ed babes, um, volume three. <laughs> that you could find in the back of a family video on DVD. So that one I would, I Wait, have, have seen. Volume three. Yeah, well, oh, it nice. starts with a volume three. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey Steph, Daniel, thank you for continuing to associate me in your life and uh, <laughs> and sacrificing your uh, your your reputations um, on Twitter by being on this <laughs> podcast with me. Um, what, what's up with, what are you guys going to be doing next? Like what's going on with cobwebs? Oh gosh. Uh, I don't really have anything big coming up. We're just talking about a lot of old movies. I think Stephanie and I will have an episode together pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you'll be able to hear more Daniel and Steph together before too long. Good, good. All right. Well, um, you just, uh, did that action marathon, which is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I thought I'd get a little jealous that Matt Bledsoe took my spot in that one, but you know what? <laughs> he did really well. You're not an action boy, though. Um, Drive I'm, is so good. <laughs> I'm not, but at the same time, I liked his picks a lot. They were they were really good, but miss me watching um, Robin Hood at an early part of the day, though. I wouldn't watch that. I'm just kidding. Oh, it, it's only the best movie on the list. But whatever. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Daniel's Some action, be so mad action marathon. Well, no. Dan- oh no, Daniel did a, a, an action movie marathon uh, on his podcast with um, Hibachi Justice, uh, <laughs> Hibachi. Michael Scott. His name is Michael Scott. Michael Scott, who runs Adkins Undisputed podcast, and it had Matt Bledsoe from the Delicious Film Feast podcast, and they did a 24-hour marathon hypothetical, and it was awesome. I really like oh. when you do those. And um, I loved the talk on Police Story. That was really good. Oh, so good. Um, so, yeah, I, that was really good. Um, but, yeah, Daniel, where can people listen to Cobwebs if they haven't already? Yeah, you can listen to it on all any podcast app. It's just called The Cobwebs Podcast. We talk about a lot of old movies on there. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Cobwebs Pod. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Epler Daniel. And make sure you're following the Schlock and Awe podcast because mm-hmm. I'm going to be on there before too long as well. I got a sneak peek onto it and it's going to be pretty good. I like it. And then Steph, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Stephanie Epler and that's Stephanie with an F. And what about that Etsy store for the crocheting? We need to buy the merch. <laughs> 
Maybe someday I'll open that up. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'll Crochet some know. cobwebs pillows for the merch shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, yeah, we've seen it before. We need the merch. Uh, <laughs> but thanks, you two, for hopping on. And uh, Seth, unfortunately, you don't have a platform yet, but we're still waiting on the video essay. Uh, <laughs> you can just hash brown hashtag me at Seth Rules Chris Drills. <laughs> If you're ever in the Springfield Mo area and you need a videographer, there's no one more talented than Seth Garrett. Um, you, I'll plug his Facebook so you can see him calling out the um, the toxic uh, fan bases of Facebook on IGN. I'm a pages. keyboard warrior. <laughs> we'll drop that there. Okay, Seth. So you're so you're a professional videographer. Like, what would it cost for you to just follow me around for a few days with a camera and just document my life? I do that anyways. You just don't know about it. But if you want it, so I've been getting a deal. If you want it more professional, um, just just give me affection and make me feel validated, like Zac Efron, and I'm good. <laughs> would that be of value to you? It would be of value yes. to me. Yes, it would. <laughs> and if you want to, um, you know, ever want to follow us again on Inside the Sequel after this episode, you can always follow us at Sequel Pod. Email that. Email us at sequelpod at gmail um, for you know recommendations or give us your thoughts if you hate this podcast I'd love to hear that so send that on the email um, follow us on Twitter um, at Inside Sequel and then you can follow me at Hertastic underscore Chris uh, you can follow us at Hertastic Reviews on YouTube as well um, we'll get the shop for Inside the Sequel up soon the first thing that'll be on there will be a 3D printed model of my penis all two inches <laughs> not a mold a 3D um, print it's less you don't get like the skin cells <laughs> It'll be up there and running for Mitch and Boozy to buy. First, right? <laughs> anyway, <No. laughs> uh, if you like this episode, I do recommend that you um, follow us for our next week's episode uh, where we are going to be having the one and only Anthony Boozyak from Terror Table to talk about Hell House LLC 2. That'll be dropping on the 21st of this month. So get excited for that. Uh, but thank you all for listening. And remember, um, if you aren't rushing your Greek, um, Greek life, then do you really care about cinema? Anyway. We'll see you next time.